1: Recorded live. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to this morning's 31 Days of Wisdom. I am Apostle Rose White, and along with our bishop, Bishop Abrams, and the entire Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we wish to welcome each and every one of you for joining us on this Sunday morning, January the 17th, 2016. You know, we're already 17 days within the new month into a new year. To God be the glory. We are going to be, for those of you that are, are new, this may be your very first time joining us in this on this morning. Uh, we are going through the entire book of Proverbs, and we are looking at Proverbs, because it's considered the book of wisdom, even though the entire Bible is wisdom and words of wisdom, but there's just something about Proverbs. And so we pray that you have come this morning with your Bible. You've got your pen, your pad, you're ready to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us this morning through His holy word. And so today our reading is going to be coming from Proverbs chapter 17. Um, It's going to be read this morning uh, by Sister Banks, and then we are going, but before we get ready to read our word and to go through just a little brief time of study in this particular chapter, we want to open up this morning uh, first of all in prayer. So I'm going to ask um, uh, Pastor Leigh Baker if she'll just quickly open us up in prayer, and then after the prayer, the next voice that you will hear will be that of Sister Banks.
2: Amen. God bless you.
0: Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come together collectively, Lord, and to worship and to praise you this morning. We thank you, Lord, because you woke us this morning clothed and in our right minds. Lord, we thank you because we do have the using activities of our limbs. We thank you for a mind to even be here this morning to come in your presence for all these blessings this morning that you have blessed us with, Lord. We say thank you. We thank you for divine favor this morning. Lord, because we could have not made it, but we found favor, mercy, and grace with you this morning. And so we thank you today, Lord, for all that you have done. We thank you, Lord, for what you are about to do so father we come before you this morning in the precious name of jesus and we ask that you will lord search us out this morning forgive us for our sins our transgressions O oh god Lord, cleanse our hearts and purify our minds in the precious name of jesus father as we come before you we bow down this morning and we come and say lord feed us bread from heaven this morning yeah. lord, we come and we sit at your feet we sit at your table this morning With our hearts hungry, oh, God, hungry for more of you, hungry for your wisdom, hungry for your knowledge, hungry, oh, God, for you this morning. And we say, Father, feed us this morning till we want no more. Satisfy the hunger that's on the inside, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, O God, that all our minds come, O God, and be one with you this morning. Lord, even as we sup with you and each other this morning, let us sup, O God, with love and peace and not with contention or confusion, O God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for the woman of God that you have allowed us, O God, to come in our presence this morning. Prepare to speak your words this morning. To prepare to speak the word of wisdom, Father, we pray that your word, O oh God, that comes forth out of her mouth, will come forth in power and might, and under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that the hearers, every yoke of bondage, shall. And will and must be destroyed because of the anointing of your word. We thank you, Lord, even as you speak your word, you speak life and health and joy and peace, O oh God, to those areas in our lives that are lacking this morning. We thank you for that word. We thank you, O oh God, for the power of your word. We thank you for the men and women, O oh God, on the line. We thank you, O oh God, for what you're doing right now. Now, Father, we submit and commit ourselves to you, and we say, Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in. This place, our place, and we receive your word, and we receive the woman of God. And, Father, we're going to give you praise, and we do have ears to hear this morning. So we thank you, and we praise you, and it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah.
1: Bless the name
2: of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 17 from the New King James Version Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a full house, than a house full of feasting with strife. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame, and will share an inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. But the Lord tests the hearts. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of children is their father. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Whenever he turns, he prospers. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion, therefore a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom since he has no heart for it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands and a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. He who loves transgression loves strife, strife. and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. He who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow. And the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father, and bitterness to her who bore him. Also to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise. When he holds his peace, when he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Banks, for reading the word for us on this morning, coming from Proverbs chapter 17. And thank you so much, uh, Pastor Lex Baker, for opening us up in prayer. Truly the word of the Lord it's an awesome word. Uh, this is a powerful word and a powerful message um, to us on today um, as we began to even look in the opening up um, of this particular chapter it is dealing with people that's uh, in the midst of confusion and trouble um, and it says better is a dry morsel with quietness. you see i I'd rather have you know the end I don't know how many of you have had the opportunity. <laughs> But you know, growing up and where everything was not plentiful and you had to sometimes eat the things that most people take tend to shun or, or throw away and that's the ends of the bread. And uh but I would rather actually have those ends of a bread, piece of bread, but yet there is a what I call blessed quietness. I don't know how many of you all have heard me talk about that in the past. My brother probably have heard me say that, but there's just something about blessed quietness. I love the quietness. You know, and it's better to have little, and you you're in a place where you've got peace and you've got calmness than to be a part where you've been invited to, you know, a, a grand uh, event where the table is spread. You got the best of everything that can be on that table. All the delicacies are there, but around that table you got a bunch of people that are arguing, complaining, bickering back and forth. There's just a lot of mess going on. It's confusion. I'd rather just be at home in my little room all by myself eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's just so much better because there's calmness, there's peace, and there's quietness. And then verse 2, so it's talking about, you know, the ruling of one's son. Um, You know, we hear all the time that we have to learn how to rule well our own house. And when we can rule our own house, you know, you'll receive honor. Because it is indeed, let me say, when you have been called to be one to receive an inheritance, you know, it's an honor to receive that inheritance. But we can't expect to receive anything if we don't know how to rule well. And so we have to know how to rule, you know, our own house. You know, have to know how to discipline your own children and the affairs of your own household. When we don't, if there the, are parents that are here that are listening, when you've got an unruly child, and you don't chasten that child and bring that child under subjection and bring about correction, that child will tend to go out and bring shame to your name, you know, can bring a lot of embarrassment not only to you but into, to the entire family. And so we can't afford to allow sons and daughters to, to rule the house, you know, to run, uh, um, you know, and just let it be. It's the same in the house of God. You know, we as children of God, we can't just run around and do our own thing. As as leaders, you can't allow um, the people to just run havoc in the house and you bring nothing under order, and you don't bring things under subjection. We just can't run high and tuck our tails in between our legs and say, oh, well, no, we can't. Why? Because when we do these kinds of things, it brings about a disgrace. I've seen this time and time again in the natural home as well as in the spiritual house where we just allow stuff to go on, but we've got to learn how to rule well, our house, rule well your children, your natural children. Spread a rod, spoil the child. Here God chases us when we do things wrong. He knows how to rule well. And so we too, he's teaching us that we have to also know the value in ruling well your own children and your own household so that you can rule well the bigger parts that God will have for you to be able to rule. When we look at verses 4 and 5, it's sad that, you know, <laughs> People, lots of people tend to find a joy in listening to bad news. You know, every time you turn on the TV or you open up and read the paper or you, you know, turn on the radio, you know, the moment that you you flip open Yahoo on the mail, you know, open up Bing. I mean, it's it's just a bunch of stuff that's out there. And people tend to flock to, to stuff that's not edifying. And many of us, they're not just the unsaved. I'm talking about saved folks. They're looking for stuff that's out there. And, you know, when it comes to people, you've got so many people out there, but there are some that tell the truth, but there are many that don't. They're liars. And so the liars connive. And when you've got liars in the house, they're entertainers. You know, a lot of stuff they said on on TV shows, they're they're not necessarily not truths. A lot of things are false. It comes to entertain, and folks are, are so full of wanting to hear things that are false. It's a lot of darkness that's being, you know, dispatched out today. Many people are having wickedness in their hearts. And so people are, are, being, are, are gullible, and they're soaking up so much untruths today. I'm going to say liars are dangerous people. I've always said that. You know, liars scare me, and especially when I, you know, there are some people you just know they're lying. Some people have an addiction of lying. They just lie, and they know they lie, and they know the people around them know they're lying. You know, but they're dangerous people. You know, they listen very carefully as well. You've been hearing me talk about, you know, that we've got to pay attention and we've got to listen. Trust me, liars listen too. They listen very carefully to everything that comes out of other people's mouths. And when they speak, when liars talk, you know, the words that they say is malicious. And the words that they speak can be very destroying. And so we can't be attentive uh, to those that are speaking things that are false and things that are untrue. That's why the word says people are having itching ears. You know, people are, are ready to hear the fables and the false things rather than wanting to sit and hear the truth of God's word. I also find that people are quick to make fun of those who are less fortunate. Isn't it sad that, that people tend to laugh at others that are hurting and that are, that are in a lot of pain, you know? It's just a sad thing. It's distasteful, just, just like a liar. You know, there are really people who not only prey on uh, others' failures. I mean, they, there are many people that pray for other people to fail, but many are actually laughing. They're shouting. People actually rejoice when other people fail. It, it, it may sound, you know, hard, but people do. You know, they want to see others fail. And they find it great joy when they hear the news that you shut your business door or you had to stop doing this particular program or you weren't able to complete this particular task. There are many people that get excited about that. But what they fail to understand that when they make fun of those that are less fortunate or those, you know, uh, who have maybe lost some stuff, they're also making fun and making a mockery of God, see. And these particular people, including the liars, they're going to have their day. You know, their works is not going to go unpunished. The same as we used to say, you know, people, they're going to have their day in court. They are. They're going to have their day in God's court. And that's going to be a sad court day. And then verse 6 is so sweet, you know, talks about the, the, not only the children, but children's children, being the grandchildren. You know, we, we hear, uh, you know, um, um, Pastor Ed Baker had the opportunity of being with her children, you know, spending time with her grandchildren, you know, and the Bible talks about with the grandchildren. They're a crowd, you know, of the old men. They are joy, you know, for grandparents, you know, and a godly child also sees the glory in their father. They see the beauty in their parents that raised them upright, that taught them right values. It's just something about the children are a blessing anyway. But it's something even more greater, um, you know, when you hear grandparents now talk about their children's children. Their grandchildren, the things that they may not have been able to get right with their own children, they can sort of get some things in perspective with the grandchildren. Many times, you know, as children, you would hear children say, you know, my mom and dad, they didn't do me like that. But when our kids come over, Lord, they just give them the work. But back in the day, they didn't do it like that for us. Why? Because those children now become a crowd. And then verses 7 and 8 talks about, Again, here, seven, especially with our speech. As I looked at this, um, I began to recognize and look look back over a couple of things and do a recap. Um, Don't ever expect a person who is just unwise, a person who is foolish, to speak with right words because they can't. Why? Because, you know, stuff that's on the inside of them is not wise. It's foolish. And so out of them what's going to proceed from them are going to be things that is not good. They're not going to speak with, with nice words or eloquent words. Nothing, you know, there's nothing excellent coming out of the mouth of a fool. That's what the word lets us know. And as far as leaders, you know, when you hear that word prince here, it's, it's re- referring to the leaders, those that are placed in, in places over people or ruling in, in high places. You know, those that are pastors, those that are, are part of the fivefold ministry, you know, we should never be ones that are part of the group titled as liars and deceivers. We expect leaders to act in a way that is more honorable than a foolish person. And then verse 8 is real funny. You know, we just finished up the Christmas season, and, uh, you know, whether they whether you're young or old, it's just something about when you get a gift, you know, when you're receiving that gift. When you look at it, the beauty, the, the gift wrap itself is just exciting. It's just beautiful. You see the little bow on it. And when you open up the gift itself, you know, it's like almost like somebody has given you a, a complete piece of gold. It's precious in your eyes. Why? Because it was a gift that you were able to receive. And all you can see when it comes to that gift, it's as if it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's what this verse was saying, that that present is a precious stone in the eyes of the possessor. Wherever he turns, wherever he goes, you know, it's like it's a wonderful thing. It's prospering. And then verses 9 to 13 speaks much uh, again, of the fool and the evildoer. A lot of people don't like to hear that term to say fool, but, you know, here we hear it, It's constantly talking about the foolish person, the fool, the evildoer. Many people cover up stuff. If we, we look at things, many people cover up stuff. A battered wife, she covers up the abuses of her husband has beaten her, you know. Uh, an abused child will cover up. Uh, that mother or that father that's abusing them, you know. They seek to be loved in most cases by that husband, that father, that mother, people that's being abused on their job, you know, by that mean tyrant, supervisor or manager or director, you know. Instead of exposing the perpetrator they forgive, they cover up the wrongdoing, you see. And this is what this is talking about. Uh, A lot of times you're just wanting love, and so, therefore, you you just don't say nothing. You just let it go by. And then we talked about the tailbearer, the person that's just always talking, you know, that person that's quick to find out stuff about people and places and things and issues and circumstances. You know, we got to stay away from these kind of people. Gossipers, oh, Lord, run to the hills. Run as fast as you can. Why? Because gossipers are looking to find out your innermost secrets. Gossipers are just waiting. Their ears are up. Their antennas are wide-spanned so that they can find stuff about you and I, so that they can call themselves exposing us. And when they do this, what do they do? They destroy relationships. They destroyed friendships. They put hedges between people. They destroyed churches and ministries. They split businesses, organizations. A tailbearer is a dangerous person. Because a lot of times when you say bear, they're not liars. They have expanded what was something that was part truth, and they now have made it into a lie. And so our prayer is that we will have the spirit of discernment to know when these kinds of people are in our midst, and we begin to ask the spirit of the Lord to touch that person, that individual, to bring them into the truth and the knowledge of God's word and to cause their heart to become softened. And you hear us a lot of times even when we pray. It is always our prayer that we remain teachable. I don't care how great, I don't care how many degrees you say you have, I don't care how many tongues that we support, that we speak in, how many scriptures that we can quote, how great man pops us up to make us think that we are we ought to always remain teachable. Always remain coachable. Even when we are corrected, we will grow in understanding. We'll learn from our mistakes and the errors of our way. But a fool, he'll never learn anything. I don't care how much you try to tell him, how much you try to to share with her. And the Bible says, even when he receives a hundred lashes, he'll still remain uncoachable and unteachable. It's just not going to happen because they feel like they already got it going on. There's nothing that you can tell them. The Bible says rebellion is as witchcraft. So let rebellious people go on their way, and soon they're going to encounter, the Bible tells us here, a cruel messenger. And that cruel messenger is going to come against them. I'm learning every day even more so to remain coachable. In business, when I would hire people to come and work with me, even though they might have been, especially in the real estate arena, a lot of times attorneys, uh, would come and they would want to learn other components of what I do because just because they're an attorney didn't mean that they necessarily understood about real estate law, you know, unless that was what spe- they specialized in. And so when they would want to come, my thing is I, had, I provided a class for those that wanted to do business with me and for me. And my thing is you can't work with me if you're not coachable. I, want, I refuse to accept you in anything that I do. You have to remain coachable. You have to keep a teachable spirit. I have to keep a teachable spirit in everything that I do. Lord, is there anything new? That should be our prayer. Lord, what is it that you would have for me to learn today? If there's a way that I've been doing things for so many years, and if that way is just not working, then, Lord, help me to quickly release that and learn from the new things and keep moving, moving on into perfection. And then verse 12 is in plain (laughs) terms. You know, it tells us that it's better to meet that mama bear that's mad as all outdoors because somebody or something has done, they took her cubs, than to meet somebody that's got a bad attitude, somebody that is just angry, they got a chip on their shoulder, and they in complete and total rage. See, that, that's something else. A person who has chosen the path to hell, you know, uh, they're going to be worse. They are actually worse than that angry mama bear. And, you know, we, we've seen even on TV how how bad a, a mama bear can be when something or someone has come after her little cubs. But an angry man with a bad disposition is worse than that. Verse 13 even tells us that whatsoever we sow, bottom line, whatever we sow, that's what we're going to reap. That's what we're going to get back. When we sow evil, we reap evil. But when we sow good, we will reap good. When we give out of the abundance of our hearts, we're going to receive good things back to us. And then verses 14 to 16, you know, it says the beginning of strife is like releasing water. (laughs) You know, here when we talk about conflicts, because again, Proverbs is dealing with everyday living. And so conflicts are part of everyday living. Misunderstanding is going to be part of everyday living, you know. bitter things. But these are things that don't just a lot of times just pop up out of the clear blue. They don't just happen. They start little by little. But once stuff hits the fan, it's, it's like a levee has broken, you know, and the floodgates are just open wide. So you and I, we are called to be peacemakers. We, we have to learn um, and ask the Holy Spirit to, to teach us how to diffuse an argument before it actually blow out of proportion. How do we, you know, give a right answer? How do we give that soft answer that will turn away that wrath? Because when tempers really hit its high peak, anything is subject to happen. And that's the reason why we have to guard our mouth. Because when we become angry and we begin to speak out of turn, again, even Pastor Nick Baker said the other day, when you put out words <laughs> and when your temper is gone off and you're not thinking because you become like a foolish man or a foolish woman, there are words that we put out there. You can't take those words back. It's just out there. And words can hurt. They kill. They destroy and so guard how we react to things. Take a stand for the things that's right. Don't justify wickedness or evil doing, And don't condemn those who choose to walk upright. When we do this, we become distasteful. The Bible says an abomination to the Lord. We cannot justify. You stand, if you don't stand for what's right, you'll fall for anything that's out there. We really will. We have to take a stand for righteousness, for holiness, for clean living. And then verses 17 to 21, um, when it comes to friendships, when you find a real friend, that's a blessing because friends are, are far between. They're few and far between today. A true and real friend will love you unconditionally. In spite of your, your messed up, you know, life, they will just really love you unconditionally. They'll share with you words of wisdom and give you truth, but they'll love you just the same. You can have misunderstandings, but they're still right there with you through the long haul. As I was watching last night, I think it was Captain America, um, you know, of the uh, 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 one of the newer ones. I can't even think of the last part of that particular show. But, you know, as Captain America told his old friend who had now been programmed to be an evil person, he says, I'm with you to the very end. You know, that's a real friend. Even though you know that, uh, that friend has been programmed to do wrong, he still told that friend, I'm with you to the end. When it comes to family, you know, we know that there will come times of trouble. There will be adversity. But at the end of the day, you're still family, even in adverse situations. And then verse 18 reiterates what we talked about this week or so ago about surety, pledges, co-signing for debt, you know, get understanding in this area. Begin the study. Begin to pray and ask the Lord to help you to understand even more so when it comes to this because many of us will face this at some point in our life if we have not already, you know, faced this. And then be in love with Jesus. Run from confusion. A lot of this chapter is talking about that. Run from the very appearance. uh, uh, The New Testament says a shoe. Get away from. Escape. You know. Try to stand clear of the very appearance of evil. Go in the opposite direction when you even hear quarreling taking place. Don't get caught up in it. Stay away from the arrogant and prideful people. You know, we need to always pray. There's always something that's going on around us that makes us and keeps us on our knees before the Father at all times. Everywhere we turn, you know, there are people whose minds are are thinking of wickedness. You know, they're thinking of how they can do some kind of crooked deal to get by. Even their language is perverted. Watch folks and what they say. You may not say a lot of stuff. But be attentive to things that come out of people's mouth, again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. People will try to justify how they speak. But right is right and wrong is wrong. And, again, we've got to love what God loves and hate what God hates, you see. Where people can speak perversion, walk away from that. Don't entertain it. No parent, even when it comes to, you know, having our children, um, you know, we don't want to see our children go down wrong paths, path. And, and our heart's desire is to see them make right decisions. As we look at the scripture that's talking about how the heart of that parent is when that child does what's wrong, their hearts are sad. There are many parents today that have lost their joy all because of the choices that their children have made. Those of us that are parents today, we need to be praying for these young people that are having babies. They are already babies themselves. We need to be praying for them, lifting them up to the Lord, that they will uh, have mentors, strong mentors around them to help them to raise their children upright. Because they're young themselves, a lot of things they don't know. And then a merry heart does good like medicine. It's nothing about having the joy, having real joy on the inside. See, when hearts are happy, it's just something about how our body lights up when we're happy on the inside. It radiates. Joy radiates how we feel physically. But when we're sad, that also affects our body. It's like something has died on the inside or is dying when our, our inside is sad, when sadness fills our mind, our body. And then verses 23 to 24, let me just say, in this day and time when there are so much, like I said, economy problems and issues, don't accept bribes, no matter what. Keep integrity alive in your heart. Don't lie, don't cheat. Do the right thing at all times. Be wise in your business dealings and who you even do dealings with. Get understanding here. Even though this might seem elementary now, a time could very well come that will be knocking at your door, my door, any of our door that will test us in this area. You see, none of us are exempt. Any of us could be um, handed an opportunity uh, to make the choice of taking a bribe, but don't do it. Don't be pulled into that. Let us not be as a foolish son or a foolish daughter. As the Bible tells us in verse 25, that person is a grief to their father and a bitterness to the mother that actually brought them here in this world. Again, we want to make sure that we're always doing the right thing. You know, when, even when I read this particular scripture, my heart became so sad because, you know, I, I've i met mothers and I have had the opportunity of uh, being in funeral services where parents have actually taken their own lives because of the the life that their children See, Many mothers have gone insane. Many fathers uh, are totally depressed a lot of times because of their children not heeding the words of sound instruction. When we look at verse 26, this should put the fear of God, you know, into us as a people, into people as a general. It says to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike prince for their uprightness. Folks who feel that they can treat God's people any kind of way, people who can walk into a church, disrespect the leaders, go into a business and disrespect the owners, those who feel that they have no regard and can come up and, and curse out, fight, or even shoot an officer or a person that is in a high position, trust me, that's a sad person. They don't realize that their days are a number, and they've been put in harm's way. We that are people of God need to recognize that God places, especially children of God, as leaders over our lives. The Bible says, touch not my anointing. And I am hearing every day where people have come against, even leaders in the church. I'm talking about leaders that walk upright. They're doing the right thing. They're teaching the word of God uncompromisingly, and people will come up against them. Speak out against them, boldly, having no uh, respect whatsoever for the office in which that person walks in, saying, well, they got to put on their clothes the same way I do. No respect whatsoever. That's a person that's very foolish, and they're on dangerous ground. Get with them. We've got to obtain knowledge and gain understanding, because when these come, we know, you know, then we, we've got to even learn how to speak. There's a time and there's a season for all things. There's a time for us to speak, and there's a time when we need to learn to be quiet, be silent. We know what to say. We've got to learn not only what to say, but we've got to learn how to say it. We've gone to school. We've learned how to put things in its right, right place. But how to say what you know, what you've been taught to say is a whole different ball game. We understand the importance. Of having self-control over eating. that we need to learn self-control out of our, over our attitude and over our temperament. We'll fly off the handle off of any little thing. Having no self-control. The Bible tells us in verse 28 that even a fool, as we're about to close, is considered wise when he learns how to shut up and be silent. Many people get mad when you tell them to be quiet because they feel like you don't tell me. But all that we could just learn, the blessing and just being silent, learning how to be quiet. Because for this particular person who might have been foolish to those that were watching and observing, because trust me, no matter where you go, somebody's watching you. No matter where I go, somebody's watching me. And when they look at a person who is still, even though he's foolish or she's foolish, but yet she knows how to keep her mouth shut, they see her as wise. So if a foolish person, the Bible calls them a fool, if they know how to be silent, how much more should we who call ourselves wise, who say that we have the mind of Christ. This is a time now where we have to be uh, very diligent in knowing the importance of right words and also understanding the time that there comes a time when we can't say anything, when we don't have to use any words. Here is a time now where we have to quickly say, God, I need you to, I need you to handle that, fight this battle, helped me to realize that I don't have to deal with that. You got it. It's under control. There was a post that was put out on yesterday and I responded to it. Our people sometimes uh, in whom you have mentored will end up rising against you and will become your oppressor. You will have taught them and trained them, mentored them and coached them. Now they have risen up Against you. Sometimes in the natural, we want to retaliate. We want to speak out. We want to do something. When sometimes God is saying, I need you to be quiet. I'm all over this. I got it. God is an awesome God. He's a faithful father. And he knows how to take care of his own. He just wants to see if we have enough confidence in him where we can trust him in everything. Here, if the foolish man got that much sense, we should have much more. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I know that this is a little little heavy. Amen. And Proverbs is a heavy book. Amen. But I pray that the words that have been spoken today, that they are words of life, uh, and that they are an encouragement, and that they help us all to to do better. It says, when we know better, we can do better. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, we notice uh, it's getting late in the morning, or this is Sunday morning, and many people, some have to go to work, and then there are others that are going to be getting ready for Sunday morning service. But we do want to make way if there's anyone that is here on this morning that may have a praise report or comment something that you want to share this morning or you just want to bring a Sunday morning greeting, uh, we wanna open the line very quickly for you to be able um to give your praise report on today before we prepare to close out this morning session. Amen. 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 Well to God be the glory. Right. Yes, yes, Brother Thomas, good morning. I just, wanna, I just wanna chime in and say Thank you, Jesus. I'm here. I woke up on top of the, the ground today, and I have gotten so much knowledge out of this chapter right here, as we have with all the chapters. Because when you look and contemplate what all each verse is saying, we can always put that to our everyday lives. And sometimes it opens up our eyes to situations that we may be in now.
2: Right.
1: So That's It's right. always a good thing. And Amen. I am glad that I was able to be here this morning to participate. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Brother Thomas. We appreciate that. Yes, it is. And there are things in which... Um, that I'm reading myself, you know, and it's much over the years that I've gone through this particular chapter, um, it's like this year there are some new things that God is speaking um, and some things that I'm uh, uh, undergoing. And so some things it is right, just what you said, um, there are things in it that we are going through even right now or, or currently that allows us to see it and be able to deal with some things much differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. So thank you so much, Brother Thomas, for sharing that. Amen. Amen. I, and,
2: can I speak? Yes, please. I just wanted to tell everybody good morning. Good um, morning. And I just nice. wanted to share um, how much of a blessing this has been. I haven't been on every night, but I've been on a lot of the nights. And I just wanted to let everyone know there's six reasons why we should trust the Lord. And the first one is he knows you by name. And that's in Isaiah 43, verse 1. Number two is he thinks about us. He thinks about you. That's in Psalms 139, verse 17. He will fight for you. It says that in Exodus 14:14. 14, 14, he is your refuge. It says that in Psalms sixty two verses six to eight. He has a plan for you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And he is always with you. He's always with us. And that's Matthew twenty eight twenty. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it would go great with the service. And I just want to tell you what a blessing it's been. I love all of you. I know I don't know you personally, but I love all of you with the love of Christ unconditionally, the way the Lord loves. And I just wanted to tell everybody that I love you as well as the Lord. Amen. 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 God
1: bless you. Amen. We appreciate that so very much. Amen. And we do um, love you as well, Um, you know, because we love our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, many that we will never meet um, physically. But the Lord allows us to meet spiritually, and so we thank and praise the Lord um, for you and for um, your heart and for what you even shared on this morning. To God be the glory. What a blessing. What a blessing. Also, just want to let everyone know that even our bishop is wanting to thank everyone for continuing um, to pray for us and, and for supporting us being present here on the call each and every morning to God be the glory. Uh, It is truly a blessing. And we thank thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you. All right.
2: Bless yourself. We are so blessed. Amen. By you and the bishop. Amen. I'm sorry? I said we are so blessed by you and the bishop. To God
1: be the glory. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. And our goal, you know, is that this will be a year of uh, being in the Word of God, digging in the Word of God, because the Word is our roadmap, it's our guide, um, and it leads us, guides us, uh, directs our path. And so we, we just thank and praise the Lord for those that pray for us each and every day, um, because we can't do. Uh, What we need to do without the prayers of the righteous, that avails much. Um, And so we thank God for each and every one. We want to thank God for all of those that are in the studio with us this morning, Uh, for those that are in the chat room. We want to thank God for all of those that are listening via the Internet, Uh, and those that are going to be listening even later as they pull the archives. We pray that every morning will be a day of refreshing for you that it will be a day of renewal for you, and that it will bring forth enlightenment and empower you um, to live greater lives each and every day, uh, knowing that every person that comes in contact with you, that their life will be changed because of the word that dwells on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so we do want to thank God for all this morning. We do ask that you would join us again in the morning at this very same time, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 Central. For those for this, it's Sunday morning. To God be the glory. Amen. A Sunday morning, a day of worship for many. We do pray that if you do not have a, um, a local church house that you belong to or a fellowship that you are part of, join us on this morning beginning at 10 a.m. We're on the East Coast side. Um, it's 9 o'clock Central. Um, we're that you would join us beginning at that time, followed by our morning worship right after our school of the Bible. Join us here. We look forward for another day enjoying a time in the presence of the Lord being in the Word of God. Uh, We are a teaching and evangelistic ministry, and uh, we just love the Word of God. And so we invite you to come out, invite those that are homebound, those that may be sick and shut in and they can't get out. Please invite them to join us. We are on Blog Talk Radio on Sunday mornings as well as on Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. for our Disciples Life class. And so invite those that you know um, that are unable to get out um, to come and be in a live time of service. It's one thing to just watch on TV, but here is actually live. It's not something that's pre-recorded. At that particular time, we are actually live, and so we do ask that you would invite others, let them know that we are here to be a blessing unto them. So, if all hearts and minds are clear, we are getting ready to close the line on this morning. Um, And we pray that you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful day. Amen. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just thank you for each and every person that has been on this call on this morning. We thank you, Father, for their life. We thank you right now, oh, God, for keeping them and for causing them to want to be a part of this call this morning. We thank you for them as they have such a desire to learn more of you. We thank you. Oh God that they are hungering after Righteousness and Father we thank You that you are faithful to fill Our cups oh God to Overflowing we praise you for what We have already heard on Today we thank you for the prayers That have gone forth and for the Word of God that we have heard Help us oh God that we will not just Be listening oh God that we Will walk according to your word That we will allow the word to Apply to our day to day life And Father bless us oh God that we will be a lighthouse to someone that's walking on a dark path. That wisdom will guide out every step that we take and that wisdom that is a part of us will help us to lead others on a plain and light path. And Father, we thank you for every family that is represented here today. We thank you for the young as well as the age. We thank you right now for every mother and for every father. We thank you for the grandparents that are here on today. We thank you for the leaders that are listening, Father. We ask that you would bless, O oh God, those that are members of churches today. Help us, oh God, to be as a people that will submit ourselves unto you, oh God, like never before, understanding, oh God, that what you have for us, it is good, it is great, and it is mighty if we walk according to your statutes. So, Father, we ask that you'll continue even to bless our church, the kingdom of God, fellowship church, and all, oh God, of those that are a part, those that fellowship with us, those that are affiliated with us, we thank you, oh God, for those that thought it not robbery, O oh God, to call in every single morning. We give you praise, glory, and honor for opening up doors on their behalf, making ways where there were no ways, Oh God. We thank you for healing today. We decree and declare that any that may be sick today, that they receive the healing, O oh God, that you have spoken over their lives and said that they shall walk into. We thank you for the abundance of more than enough in their lives, that there's nothing broken, there's nothing missing, and there's nothing lacking in the lives of your people. We thank you today, O oh God, for supplying all of the needs that your people may have according to your riches and glory. Bless right now, this day, oh God, those that are preparing to go to work, give them safe traveling mercies. Those that are preparing to get on the road to travel to various church houses on today, give them safe traveling mercies. Let your angels be dispatched round about them, and for every leader that is preparing to have services on today, we ask that you will anoint them afresh, oh God. We ask you remove flesh out of the way, and Holy Spirit, we welcome you to have free course That you will move by your power And by your might to cause change to take place We give you praise We give you glory Now, Father, we see every word that has been spoken On this day By the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross And in the name that's above every name For it's in Jesus' name we do pray And we say amen Amen, amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Man. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Oh, we love you. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God
2: bless you, everybody. Thank you. Same to you. Amen. Amen.